Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts, it's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season, make this December one to remember, together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Five. I'm Will. I'm Griff. I'm Stav. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about a little bit about the Boston Celtics and Media Day, as well as another exciting week in the NFL. What do we say, boys? Let's go. Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome back to Inside the Five. And unfortunately, we have to start off this podcast with some unfortunate news. Uh, recently, Ime Udoka got suspended for the year for a relationship with a co-worker. And there's a lot of speculation around that. We just wanted to address the situation. Uh, we don't really have any comments, obviously. like There's nothing really to say that hasn't been said already from various people. And we don't want to speculate because no one knows. I mean... Some people claim they know, but we, we don't want to say anything. We don't want to be stupid. And uh, we just hope everything sorts itself out. Um, my, my comment, um, Joe Missoula, my head coach, um, trust the process. Um, fuck Brooklyn. Fuck Philly. Fuck the Knicks. Um, couldn't care less about the Heat. Celtics in five. Season. All right. Anyway. Back to the happy news. So, NFL Week 3 happened. And um, we'll start off Thursday Night Football, Browns versus Steelers. This was a game. Um, I, I really, to be honest, I, I can't, like, recall it. I mean, other than George Pickens' George insane catch, I don't recall, like, anything that happened in this game. And, like, George Pickens, like, yeah, you had a great catch, but he also only had, like, three receptions. And this was – I'm not going to lie. So, um, I had a player prop bet. I had two different bets. One was a straight bet. Uh, one was a parlay. My parlay missed by – I just needed Mitch Trubisky to throw an interception. Um, that sounded like a lock, in my opinion. It was negative odds. Mitch Trubisky stinks. It's almost Kenny Pickett time. Uh, <laughs> first time I've ever bet anyone to actually throw an interception because who does that? But my other bet was just anytime touchdown, George Pickens. I thought this was it. I thought this was his one shining moment. Um, my player prop bet should have been George Pickens insane one hand catch. That wasn't an option. Um, but I think this is the start of him. I really do. This is a podcast that has believed in that guy since he was drafted, since we saw um, his draft day photo. Um, so I think that that catch was just a start. He's a guy that even when he doesn't look open, He's so big and physical that he goes up, he makes those plays, and that's exactly what the Steelers need because Claypool, even though he has the size, I feel like just can't do 
what George Pickens is going to have the ability to do. Um, so I like what I saw, even though he had three receptions. Um, but th- that's not the team that won this game. The team that won this game was led by Jacoby Brissett. Um, so now the Browns sitting at two and one, and we know who's coming back week 11, Will. We, we're in a pretty tough division, and we're ta- going to talk about the Bengals soon. But do we think that Cleveland can still sneak into a wild card spot, Will? I mean, they could potentially be one of those third teams, depending on how obviously the AFC shapes up. I mean, they're in a very tough division. Amari Cooper showed out on Thursday night for them. He's been playing well the past couple weeks, so that's always a good sign to see that, especially since they have Jacoby Brissett throwing the ball to him. So if they can get a, if they can get by, possibly stay a little, like maybe one or two games above or under 500, I feel like they're in a good position. I feel like they have enough momentum for the rest of the year. I mean, I feel like they can definitely do it. Maybe not momentum is not the right word, but they have enough will to probably get themselves to around 500 or above or under, like I said before Deshaun comes back. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, the Browns – are such an interesting team because they should be three and up right now. I yeah. mean, they blew that lead against the Jets. And if they were three and oh right now, I feel like the narrative around this team would be a lot different. A lot more people would be taking them seriously, especially because you know we we like we just said, we know who's coming back. And this offense is clicking. Jacoby Brissett looks like he can get the job done. I think we talked about this last episode. He's a guy who is just gonna do his thing. Like he's not gonna win you games, but he's not going to lose you games, and that's exactly who the Cleveland Browns need at quarterback right now. And on the other hand, Pittsburgh Steelers, they're clearly missing T.J. Watt. Like, that that defense struggles without him. Uh, they can't get the run game going with Najee Harris. The receivers are good. I mean, I, lo- I love the receivers for, for uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got Deontay Johnson, who's a dog. Chase Claypool, who's a dog. He can, he can move the chains. He's a guy who can go up and get play- – uh, make the contested catches, and you also have, obviously, George Pickens, a rookie receiver who's getting underutilized. And obviously, you have Pat Fryermuth. Like, that offense can move the sticks. It's just a question of the quarterback. You know, Mitch Trubisky, it seems like the offensive scheme is lacking. It seems as if they don't want to turn the ball over. And as we say on this episode a lot, they are putting him in position to lose. They're putting him in position to lose his starting job, and they're waiting for Kenny Pickett to – Come aboard. I mean, the Mike Tomlin has made it clear that he's not going to switch over yet, and I, I really don't know what direction the Steelers team is going in because they have a talented team, and they very well could have also been three and zero up to this point. It, each of those losses are a one possession loss, so I don't know. I, I mean, we'll see what how. I mean, it's very early in the season. Obviously, real football doesn't start until late November, December. So. That's what the yeah, a, lot, a lot of time to work with, and if we're talking about a lot of time, how about an injury that's going to take off a good amount of time, guys, and that is from your quarterback. Stav, I'll pass it right back to you. Um, before we even talk about this game, let's talk about Mac Jones. Mac Jones, okay. Um, I love Mac Jones. Met him. Good guy. Signed my jersey right there. If you're starting quarterback for the New England Patriots – you do not cry. I don't care if you get shot in the leg. And I don't care if someone injures you for the rest of your career and you're out. You do not cry. You have to have some pride. That's not 
That's not a good look. I hate seeing that picture of him crying, getting carried off the field into the locker room. And he was screaming for a solid 15 minutes. Like from the time that he got injured on the field to the time that they were carrying him off the field, he was just screaming the entire time. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm pissed off. I think that was a very winnable game and the Patriots shot themselves in the foot way too much. And this season is going to be a rocky ride, especially if we don't have our starting quarterback. We have to put in Brian Hoyer to go into Lambeau Field next week and face the Green Bay Packers. Will, what do you think? Obviously, you don't like to see your starting quarterback go down. One, two, you don't like to see him crying about an injury. I don't. We don't know. I don't think we know the severity of the injury just yet, I believe. I haven't seen anything today yet. Um, the other thing is, it definitely a winnable game. We definitely, like you said, soft shot ourselves in the foot too, too many times. But it was an impressive game, I would say, from the Pats being able to keep up with the Ravens for the most part. Obviously, at the end of the game, the Ravens just came at us, got to – I think they scored twice unanswered at the end to get their separation to win this game. Might have been three times. I don't remember exactly. But now we have Brian Horror going into Lambeau, which that's a loss. Like, until we know what happens to Mac Jones, I feel like we're scheduled every single – we're not going to win a single game. I don't think Brian Hoyer can win a single game for us. But um, I do like the fact that you said, Will, about this game, that this is an impressive loss, you know, because it is. You put up 26 points. Um, Mac Jones didn't throw for any touchdowns. He ran for one. You had three touchdowns on the ground in total, one by Ramondre Stevenson, one from Damian Harris, and, of course, Mac Jones – um, found his way in there, hit the gritty and all that fun stuff. Um, but that's exactly what New England Patriots football is. Putting up 26 points against a tough Ravens team um, is something that not a lot of teams are going to do this year. And, and I really wasn't expecting the Patriots to do that. I did love the over in this game, but strictly from the Baltimore side. Mac Jones looked shaky at times, yeah. which he has throughout the early part of this year. Lamar Jackson has just been special, and he's going to continue to be special. He had 218 in the year. He had 107 on the ground. He had five total touchdowns. He loves to carve up Bill Belichick. He's Bill Belichick's kryptonite. I, I really think that he is the one person that – I want to say there was a game last – or maybe a couple of years ago where Bill locked him up. But other than that, I feel he's, like this is the guy that can really – not end Bill Belichick's career, but – I don't know if he'll ever lose to Bill Belichick again. I'm just going to say. He's the best um, quarterback in the league right now. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is just awesome. Like, I literally can't say anything bad about Lamar right now. I mean, he had that one interception, but it was on third and 15. He just tried to make it. With play. Jonathan Jones? What? Yeah, like that That wasn't – I mean, it was a bad throw, but it's third and 15, whatever. You're going to punt either way. So, um, five total touchdowns, two of them to Mark Andrews. That offense yep. was awesome. I mean – the Patriots de- I thought the Patriots defense played well. I thought the Patriots defense did their job. The offense didn't put them in position to win that game at all, especially with the four turnovers. You can't have that happen. And but Lamar is just sick. Like yeah. His rushing ability, his ability to just extend plays, make throws. I, I don't know what the Ravens were thinking when they didn't want to extend him. Now his price is just like through the roof. He's going to win MVP this year. He's on yeah. Excuse me, he's on pace to win MVP, and he deserves it. I, I think that people kind of forgot how good Lamar Jackson is, and 
he's electric. I, I think he you need to put him back in that eighth tier of quarterbacks right now with him, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes, and then the rest of the league. Herbert. And Herbert. Yeah, my bad. I, I forgot Thank about you. him. But um, you, you know what I mean? I, I think that Lamar is just one of those dogs, you know, and I'm excited to see what he does for the rest of his career. And especially this year. Now, this is a year where when we were talking about our predictions, I've been saying this is the year to do it. Even though they may not have the best receiving core, I was expecting Rashad Bateman to step up. He's filled into that role. He didn't have a great game against New England, but his week one and two were something special. And if he can continue to do that, he's going to be their wide receiver one. And that's good enough for an offense that's carried by Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they still have all of their pieces. You know, they have corners. They have pretty much a name at every every level of defense, which is exactly what you want in the NFL. Um, and they're going to prove a lot of things this year, and they're going to be a pretty special team. They showed it by going into Gillette and beating the Patriots. And that's kind of the first game, in my opinion, to open eyes it, open eyes more than they are already open because everybody knows the Ravens are good. The AFC North at the start of the season is wide open for them to take it, and they've just done that. You know, they, they've taken the AFC North when it was kind of maybe it would be the Bengals because, you know, they were in the Super Bowl last year. It could be the Browns before Deshaun Watson was out 11 games, and I know the Browns are still um, at a good record. The Steelers are completely gone to shit. And the last thing I want to say about the Steelers is we've been talking about how Mitch Trubisky has been kind of set up for failure. I don't think we're going to see Kenny Pickett till at least halfway through the season. I, I just want to say that. I was right going to say he might come against the game against the Saints. I think they're last. He's going to come in the game against the oh. Saints. <laughs> so, so sorry, you cut um, out there for a second. <laughs> but 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 this North, this AFC North is, I mean, just completely for the Ravens to take. The only reason that they wouldn't win it would it being their fault. That wasn't right English, but the only reason that they wouldn't win the AFC North is because of themselves. So mm-hmm. this is the year to do it. I've been saying it. The Ravens look great in this game, and I'm expecting that to carry over. Oh, and the final thing, they should all – they're another – I'm going to go through this episode, I think, and just say teams that should be 3-0 and or 0-3, oh vice versa, whatever you want to call it. This is a team that should be 3-0. and They Their only loss obviously came last week against the Dolphins where they blew a huge lead. That was self-inflicted. So – We'll see how this team is going forward, but I love the Ravens. I absolutely do. And speaking of the undefeated teams, we got the Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills. And the Dolphins, in a huge upset, in my opinion. I mean, we all picked the the Bills to win this game. But the Bills, this is another game where it's just self-inflicted. I think the Bills are way too cocky going into this game, and the Dolphins took advantage of it. I mean – I'm going to bring up a few stats. In the last two years, did you guys know that the Bills have not won a single possession game? So if the, if the game's within one possession, the Bills never win. And that continues. Tua Tagovailoa finally beat a quarterback with an O in his uh, without an O in his name or in his last name. It's the last name that yep. that's the stat. He finally beat a quarterback without a last without an O in their last name. And what was the last one? The Dolphins only ran 39 offensive plays that game, and they won. Which yeah, is no, see, that's what that's what confused me is how you can only run that many plays on offense and 
Tua only threw for like 180 yards, most of them being to Jalen Waddle. You only throw for one. You have two touchdowns on the ground, but you only ran for 41 yards. Yeah. I, so like I, this I, defense who, I mean, I guess you could say we expect it, but I personally didn't. I think they have a good defense. I don't think they have an amazing defense. They went in, they shut down a Bills team that, I mean, we were pretty much saying was unstoppable. And this wasn't a defense that I thought was going to be the one to kind of calm them down. Um, on the Bills side of the ball, especially on defense, just batting a lot, battling a lot of injuries. I want to say both the rookie corners were starting this game. Both of their safeties were out this game. So it kind of makes sense. But only giving up 21 points when um, when all of those players are out on the defensive side of the ball, I kind of put this whole game on the offense because if you give up 21 points here, the Buffalo Bills with that many people out, you should put up more than 21 because that's, that's what you're going to have to do to win this football game. And, and they just went out. They didn't. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, um, I want to say my favorite part of the game, obviously it was a great game, but the end when the butt you punt. saw the butt punt was iconic. And then the, when they showed like, like, okay, so what happened at the end where like, they didn't get the ball spotted in time. And then they just mm-hmm. cut to the booth upstairs with the offensive coordinator, just ripping and throwing his uh, clipboard on yeah. the table. And then you just see like the cameraman's hand just like slide right over the camera lens. And he just like, he was going insane in that room. I Okay. So here's the thing. If they get that last playoff, what, like, what do we think? Are, are, are they going to convert on that? I think there was no chance, no timeouts. You're running to the ball. You're just going to send everybody deep. That's a last-second Hail Mary. I think no matter what, Ken Dorsey, I mean, should have obviously been upset. You lost this game in a game that is an early must-win game. And, um, you know, you go out there, bad time management, and no Awful matter what. Awful time management. Awful if, if situational have, awareness. If you have one play to go with no timeouts left, and they're at around, like, the 45-yard line, obviously Josh Allen has the arm to do it. But who is he gonna throw that up to? Diggs? That would be the only person. You're not gonna get a you're not gonna get a 50-50 ball to Gabe Davis. Yeah, that's true. He dropped. You're not. And and Diggs, as much as I love Stephon Diggs, he was my first round draft pick in fantasy. He's not a 50-50 ball type of guy. He's a I'm gonna beat you right off the ball type of guy. You know, he's not gonna go up and make the plays. He can do it, but that's just not the kind of wide receiver. He's not a big physical receiver. He's kind of like a He's a superstar. You know, he's not yeah. like a big guy. Like, he's just going to be better than you. He, they don't have, like, a 50-50 ball guy. Diggs would be the closest to it. But with one second left, the one person that they're going to make sure they take care of is Stephon Diggs on the defensive side of the ball for Miami. I think no matter what, yes, you should be upset. You shouldn't be smashing everything on that table because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to put all the blame on him. I'm going to put all the blame on Ken Dorsey. I mean, the the Bills, in, to end both halves, obviously the first half, they didn't – they went like a fake spike and they dropped the snap. That was a weird play. They, they could have kicked a field goal or given themselves a final chance. And to end the second half, the, uh, Isaiah McKenzie or Devin Singletary didn't get out of bounds. That's cost them the game. They don't have any situational awareness. They just think they're going to walk into every stadium and blow teams out. It seems like the only team that's going to stop the Buffalo Bills are the Buffalo Bills. Like, 
it seemed it's so different how they started that the season with that first game against the Rams. They looked hungry. They looked like they were like pissed off. Same thing the second game against the Titans. First home game, they blew out the Titans. A, a decent team. And then you go to Miami and everything just looks like it's thrown away. It, it just looks like they thought they were a better team. And I, I think that's very frustrating. If I was a Bills fan, I'd be very frustrated with what I saw yesterday. And speaking of frustration, let's move on to the Texans versus the Bears. Yeah, the Bears do not trust Justin Fields whatsoever. And I'm just, I mean, they're two and one, but what I, I don't know what the Bears are doing. They throw, you know, Justin Fields through three games has 275 yards passing. And, and that's that's what I've been looking at throughout the whole beginning of the season is just the fact that, you know, especially in this game, going up against the Texans, your quarterback, this is the perfect opportunity to kind of give him a little bit more freedom, go out there, ball out. He only threw 17 attempts. He had eight completions. He had two picks in this game, which was horrendous. He had a QBR of 19. Like he was just, he didn't look good, but I think it's to the fact that you're going up against a quarterback in Davis Mills who has pretty much or almost literally two pass attempts away from doubling Justin Fields' pass attempts, Justin Fields can play ball. And, and I just feel like they haven't opened up the playbook enough to let him. Chicago runs the hell out of the ball. They do a great job of doing that. They had 40 carries altogether for 281 yards. you got to give Justin Fields some more attempts because the reason why he's struggling so hard is just the fact that it seems like there isn't a lot of confidence in him when it comes to him dropping back and, and letting the ball loose. And, and I know and I know that the wide receivers aren't great on this team, but you have young talent. You know, you have Cole Komet at tight end who everybody's waiting for him to have a breakout year. He was the leading receiver in this game. He only had 40 yards. You have Darnell Mooney, who we've been talking about, who has been going quarterback to quarterback. These these QBs have been terrible. Darnell Mooney is one of the greatest route runners in the in this league right now, according to everybody. We've been seeing it on Instagram, him wide open, throwing his hand up, but the quarterback isn't there to give it to him. Why not give these people a chance? I love Equinemius St. Brown. We've seen him make big plays for the Packers. He wasn't the greatest receiver on those Packers teams, obviously with Devontae, but I like Byron Pringle too from Kansas City. Those are three guys. I mean, four guys if you include Cole Komet. There's your three receivers and your tight end, I don't mind those guys at all to be the receiving core for the Chicago Bears with Justin Fields. It's just the fact that your quarterback, very, very young quarterback, by the way, is only throwing 17 pass attempts against the Houston Texans, who are now 0-2-1. you got to give them a chance to open up the playbook and let the ball fly because if you don't, you're at 2-1 and one right now. That's the perfect start if you're the Chicago Bears. If you don't let him throw the ball around early in the season, then you can't rely on him to do it in later games where, where you could be sneaking into a wild card. I'm not saying that they're going to be sneaking into a wild card, just hypothetically, because, I mean, starting off 2-1, and one, and honestly, the Bears don't look too bad. No, they don't, and I think that's the problem with their team is that they know that they're doing fine with what they're doing and they're not giving Fields an opportunity to really just show off what he can really do. I mean, obviously, I don't even know what the number is anymore, but it's ridiculous. Like, what did he throw, 12 passes, we said? 
Yeah, like 17. On su- 17 on Sunday, which is absolutely ridiculous. I don't even think they have an offensive scheme that will open up for him. They have the wide receivers to do so. They have a quarterback. They have a good run game. I don't know why when they establish such an – honestly, they have an elite run game scheme. They, they do. Run that a, ball. And not only is it elite because of David Montgomery, David Montgomery went out in this game early, yeah. very, very early. They decided to put their trust in Khalil Herbert which I would as well. They gave him 20 touches. He had 157 yards, two touchdowns. That's the backup running back. So, I mean, I understand that Khalil Herbert is good, but at the same time, when your running back goes out, why not put a little bit more trust into your QB? I I mean, they had the run game established the whole game, and I I was watching Red Zone waiting to see. I I think the only play that I remember – that was like halfway decent from fields was that play to Equinemius when he ran the ball up the field, I think like 40 something yards down the sideline. He had a wide open play and literally dumped it down for maybe like a two yard, three yard pass. And he ran it like 40 plus yards. That was the only thing they had. Yeah. I I don't love what's going on in Chicago. And I, I, to be honest, I have nothing to say about the Texans. I, I feel like, we didn't see anything out of the Texans, and the Texans are just going to. I don't think we will bad. see anything from the yeah, Texans. I, like, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, the and, and the Bears and, won this game on a last-second field goal, like mm-hmm. after a Roquan Smith interception, a guy who wants to be out of Chicago. So, yeah, they, and, this and speaking was a bad of Roquan, game. before we move on, I know he wants out. He doesn't fit on any other team in this no. league. Any team that needs a middle linebacker, I mean, actually, you know what, straight up, there isn't. There isn't a team that needs a middle linebacker because, like, that is the captain of your defense. You're not going to make a midseason trade for your Mike. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, I don't know. This was such a bad game. This was a scheduled, like, game that no one would watch. This was like, a, oh, we'll see you on red zone a, a couple of times. Not one of those that we don't see. It'll be like, oh, we see it a couple of times, but that's when we check our phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, next game on the list. Bengals versus Jets. The Bengals bounced back as we predicted. T. Mm-hmm. Higgins had a really good game. And, yeah, this is another game. I mean, there's no such thing as a bad slate. But the teams really felt like they communicated and said, yeah, this isn't a game. This isn't a, a week where we're not going to put our best foot forward. It just kind of seemed as if no one played well this week. Yeah, and um, I just don't get – I don't get the Jets, you know, when we have Flacco in there and we, and we don't know when Zach Wilson's going to be back. I've heard could be next week, could be the week after that, could be the week after that. Why is Joe Flacco still going out there and throwing the ball around? He had 52 passing attempts. <laughs> and you have Reese Hall and you have Michael Carter. That's two running back ones. You only had two, 20 attempts on the ground. You put up 12 points in total. Joe Flacco had 52 attempts. He had two interceptions no touchdowns, just run the ball. Like, get your guys going on the ground game. It doesn't really make sense. I feel like they're just getting ready and expecting that Zach Wilson's going to come in there and throw 50 attempts and complete 40 of them and throw, like, four touchdowns a game. And that's that's not – that is not going to happen when Zach Wilson comes to play because Zach Wilson stinks. I'm sorry. I liked Zach Wilson for a little bit. Um, but then I watched a BYU game on Saturday, and I just remembered how much I hate BYU and I hate Zach Wilson. So I'm back on it. Yeah, but I do man. like the Jets. The Jets stink, though. Like, they, they stink. Another Jets to be zero and three. Like zero and three. Yeah, I I actually don't even want to talk about that game anymore. That game is just bad. I don't either. All right, Colts versus Chiefs. 
The Colts actually won a game. I mean, they're literally the definition of mid being 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Um, yeah, I mean, this was a game too. Like, I feel like we didn't see Mahomes put his best foot forward. He had a bat. He had an interception. Um, threw for only one touchdown. Matty Ice actually had a decent game in backup tight end. Jelani Woods. This dude's huge. I don't know if you guys saw him. He's like six foot six, six foot seven. He's an animal. Two touchdowns on two receptions. So good for him. I mean, congrats to the Colts on their first win against a really good Chiefs team. I guess they found their red zone target. I don't know. I've actually never heard of Jelani Woods, but you're right. Two receptions, 13 yards, two touchdowns, and his longest was 12 yards, so one of them was just on the goal line. But um, the only thing I want to say about this game was during the post-game press conference – or no, post-game on-field interview – Matt Ryan might have had one of the all-time, like, corniest quotes of all time. Like, I would have expected someone like Russell Wilson to say when he said, this isn't a direct quote. This is just what I remember from Sunday. He was like, we need to tighten up, but we can't be uptight. What does that even mean? Like, are are, are your teammates, like, being, like, mean? Are, you, are they, like, assholes? Like, that makes zero sense when it comes to talking about a football team. Yeah, and I don't know that that whole game really just didn't make sense. I mean, I'd love to see Mahomes throw that pick that finally got called a pick. I feel like every time he throws a pick, I mean, we talked about this last episode. But every time he throws a pick, there's always a flag or some BS happens where it just doesn't count as a pick for some reason. And it was a shitty pick, to be honest. So yeah, I um, didn't see that fake punt. It was bad. It does <laughs> like they talked about it on PMT today. You have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Why have your holder throw it to your backup tight end? Like, I, yeah, that was like the weirdest play I think I've ever seen. Like, it's the it's the same thing as play. we I said. With, see that Tommy Townsend as an attempt. Like, it, it was bad, but it's like what we said about the Bills. They're trying too hard. Just like stick with the basics. And it, like, it looked like the Chiefs were trying to get too complex because they felt yeah. the Colts were way under their level, which to be fair, they're not like completely wrong. But like this is a game where the Colts can come in and just like take advantage and have a good week. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's what they did. They yeah. did. I mean, the, it was a good week for the AFC South. And speaking of AFC South, the Titans beat the Raiders. A bad which, week for the AFC West as well. Yeah. yeah. Bad week for the AFC West. Very bad week for the AFC West. The Raiders fall to 0-3, which no one really predicted. I thought the Raiders would be a pretty good team. Actually, I think I had them finishing last in this division. I had them third. Third or last, yeah. I mean, I think we're all kind of consistent with that. But Josh McDaniels, he's doing the same thing he was doing in Denver when he was the head coach of them 10 years ago, whenever it was. Was he Tebow's coach? Yes. That's what I thought. Where – he has talented receivers, but he never utilizes them. What Matt Collins should not be getting all these receptions and yard. Like you have Devontae <laughs> Adams and you have Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. What the hell are you doing? I mean, Devontae Adams had five receptions. That he's the best receiver in the NFL. Like, give him the ball and let him work. And you have a talented back in Josh Jacobs, yet Brandon Bolden is seeing 40% of the shares in the backfield. What, what's the deal with that? I, I don't understand what McDaniels is doing. And I'm getting frustrated 
as if he's the Patriots offensive coordinator because it's what we've seen. We don't utilize talented players. So, it, it, I don't know. I mean, Derrick Henry had a bounce back week, good for the Titans, but this is more of a Raiders loss. The Raiders had a chance to tie it at the end, but they lost. I, it's a disgrace. I think McDaniels is fired by week six. He had a behind-the-doors, closed-door meeting with mm-hmm. um, Mark Davis. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. No. And yeah. that couldn't have been pretty. So if you have a meeting with that guy, that's just not a good sight. But I don't know what the Raiders are going to do. The Raiders suck. Um, like yeah. they genuinely just suck. I don't like. I, I was watching. Obviously, I was watching Red Zone the whole day, and they showed the highlight, and they ran like the most Patriots esque play possible. You stop them. Everyone knows what we're talking about the play where they like pass to the left, and then they like screen it over like a lateral over to the right, and they just ran the ball upfield. Like, what are they doing? Like they were like, I don't. It was like I think it was like third down when they ran it too, and I was just like, what possibly made you come up with this idea to run like a third and fifteen? Yeah, it, like it, they're it, running I, like the worst possible plays the whole game, and and also <coughs> Carr looked like shit too. And, and that's it, it's weird because you, you kind of this year going into this year, it's like what level is Carr? I kind of compare Carr to like what we. Saw in Joe Flacco like a long, like, long time like ago, even before they even won the won their Super Bowl. Longer. Like Derek Carr really isn't that special. You have playmakers on this team, like Stav brought up. So stop trying to let him do everything. Like you said, with giving the ball to Mac Hollins, just feed Devontae, feed Renfro, feed Waller. You have enough targets to give the ball to, hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs more than thirteen times in a game, and, and they're gonna be just fine. But they just, like, coaches nowadays just don't know, like, that sometimes simple is just the way to go. Like, they just – people are trying too hard. Oh, I have some breaking news on Mac Jones. The Mm. team speculates that it's a significant tear, which um, the team would be surprised if Mac Jones avoids surgery. And uh, they don't know how they're going to play it but they're expecting him to eventually return this season. So that's such a bad for more than yeah. if he's out for more than eight weeks, is it Hoyer or is it Zappy? They're saying that the speculation is Brian Hoyer is going to be the starter next week. All right. Well, either way, honestly, that's a lose lose for you guys. I'm going to be and honest. Also lose. another, how do you report that they don't think he's going to make, they'll say that he's probably going to have surgery. But he won't be out for the season. Like, well, like, they said that's like very surgery, rare. The surgery it will just speed up the the process of healing. Oh, but okay. also another random quote that I just saw, which is pretty funny. 
when Jason Tatum was asked how he found out about Ime Udoka, he's like, shit on Twitter like everybody else. But, all right. Yeah, Anyways, classic. back to what we were talking about. Continue. Sorry for the interruption. Okay. Let's move on to the next game. Um, <laughs> we, have, we have a big NFC East matchup. We have the Commanders. We got the Eagles. We have my lock of the week. Eagles minus six and a half. I did it. I did it. We're back. I told everybody on this last episode that I promise you this will hit. It sounded way too good to be true. Going into Sunday, I had a little bit of I had a little bit of butterflies in the stomach, but I knew that was a good feeling. I felt like I was playing. I literally felt like I was going to be playing in this game. The Eagles went out, they did their thing. Jalen Hurts looks awesome. The Eagles are at three and oh. May I add three and oh, an undefeated team in the NFC East, straight up. The Eagles are going to win the NFC East. The Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. I'm saying they're going to be that team. They're going to be that I team. High, going to I was high on the Eagles when we did our preseason predictions. Love the Eagles. I love the Eagles. Devon so Smith, much. Absolute dog on Sunday. He that touchdown that, was that, awesome. The the play that got him down to the red zone yeah. was ridiculous too. That was mm-hmm. probably the two most insane catches I think I've seen. We've had a crazy week of catches this week, and. Um, yes. That just game was nuts. I don't know. Who had that other catch? It was oh wait. Goddard? No. No, No, because it was no, it was uh Marquise Callaway. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. it. I love the Eagles too. I mean, this team is awesome. Jalen Hurts is really shutting up a lot of the doubters who questioned his arm. And he threw what he threw for over 300 yards again. He threw for three touchdowns. He's a dog. I mean, he's another guy who we could consider for MVP if he keeps it up. It might be him and Lamar. And Devonta Smith and AJ Brown are making their case for best receiving duo in the league. We haven't seen we've each week we've seen something out of all three. Besides week one, where Smith really didn't do much, but then weeks two and three. But AJ which, Brown was insane. Yeah, a, AJ Brown went nuts week one, and week two they both went nuts. And last week they went both went nuts. I think AJ Brown also caught a touchdown, and Smith had did he catch two or did he only have one? I think Smith caught two, right? He had one. He had one. Now it's Goddard. Goddard had the third. Yes, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. So, yeah, this team is good. This team can sling it around. They can also ground and pound. A lot of people doubted Jalen Hurts. A lot of people said that he's not a good fantasy quarterback because he's going to be in a run-heavy offense and all this stuff. And he's like, screw that. I'm throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns every single week. No, you're very right. And I like this defense too, Stop. I like this team as a whole. Um, A team that, I mean – you're not really expecting much from them because it's like you have a young quarterback. Let's see what hurts can in a full year. Now, this is what, his third year now going into year three? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, this is the perfect time to see him sprout into a young star in this league. I'm expecting a Pro Bowl from him, and I can't wait to see this team when everything is going for them. You know, I, I want to see this rushing game get going a little bit more. We saw Miles Sanders only get about 50 yards, but we know he's a back that can get about 80, 90, maybe even 100 yards a game. The defense is awesome. I love C.J. Gardner-Johnson over from New Orleans. Avante Maddox gets it done. They have Fletcher Cox still on the D-line. They have names. you know. They have people on this defensive side um, of the field that can go out, make plays, make big stops, put the, hands, or put the ball in the hands of – hurts and just get it done and that's exactly what they're doing i think they're going to continue to do that and as i've been saying about a few of these divisions in this league this division is 
Mm. Goes for the taking. Rush being it for the Giants. Yeah, I mean, love the Eagles. Commanders suck, dude. They're so bad. I hate the Commanders. I hate Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, I don't know why I started him in fantasy. I mean, Dak Prescott's hurt, so I don't really have the starter. I took a chance at Carson Wentz because I just threw. I just figured, yeah, they're going to be down a lot. Maybe he'll throw for some yards. No, he sucks. He stinks. I think there was a point in time in the second or third quarter where the Commanders only had, like, negative five yards of total offense. They stink. I hate the Commanders. I hate Carson Wentz. That team is awful. Get him and get Terry McLaurin an actual quarterback, or he's going to demand a trade to the New England Patriots. So, yeah, I mean, next game on the list, we got the Lions and the Vikings. I I I like the Lions. To be honest, I like the Lions. I think the I know they're the hard knocks team, and everyone usually overvalues the hard knocks team, but they've been competitive in three games, and obviously they beat the Commanders. And they were very competitive against the Eagles, and they were very competitive this week against a pretty good Vikings team that was looking for a bounce-back win. They lost this game on a, on a, a late touchdown by K.J. Osborne, but they shut down Justin Jefferson. And we kind of said said something about good losses. This is a good loss for the Lions in a way, proving that you can compete in your own division. So um, shut down the, the one thing I want to add before I hand it to Will, because this, this is lock of the week, Um First off, well, congrats. Thank you. I'm pretty sure he's frozen, but yeah. I'm going to continue what he said. Congratulations on your lock of the week. And, um, yeah, I think you're in first place for the lock of the week. Solo possession. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, Griff. Griff, you were just completely cut out for that. Frozen. Um, Will, uh, I actually heard everything that Stav said, okay. so yes, congratulations. The one thing I want to add before I pass it off to you, this is the first game I've ever seen Jeffrey Okuda actually do what we all thought he was going to do. I was just, that's what I was about to interrupt Stav wow. with when he said Justin Jefferson, was Jeff Okuda's been on been locking down the best wide receivers in the league. First week, he locked yeah. down Terry McLaurin for no catches, locked down Devonta Smith, and he locked down Justin Jefferson this week. I mean, so far, it's pretty impressive. So, and I love Okuda. I really wanted him to be successful. He's the third pick in the draft, and that corner that is very rare. Um, We've been seeing a few (laughs) corners go top 10, um, and Okuda was kind of the beginning of that hype train. Um, So, he's one I wanted to see pan out. You know, he's a tall corner. He's kind of reminiscent, or Sauce Gardner is kind of reminiscent of him, where tall corner that, I mean, can play physical, can run with you, can do everything. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do, and he's been special throughout the first couple of games. This Lions team is is very impressive. I mean, obviously, like we like you guys said, it's it's a good loss for them, but I mean, I expect them to still be pretty competitive throughout the season. They might be able to squeeze in somewhere. Who knows? Yeah, I think the NFC is so open that anything can happen. I mean, I don't, I think the NFC is very weak, particularly. Uh, there's no like clear standout. I mean, right now the mm-hmm. Eagles are, but that very well could change. I mean, I love the, the Eagles, Eagles. Like we just said, it's like a mix. Yeah. Like after the Eagles right now, no one really stands out. I mean, even the good teams that we predicted would be very good this year. Like the Packers, the 49ers, the Bucks, they, they haven't really been strong to this point. So who knows who's going to fill in the rest of the uh, wild card spots in that playoff? I mean, it's early season, and the Lions look pretty good as of right now, although they stand at one and two. Mm-hmm. So the next game on our list, we have the Saints versus the Panthers. The Panthers got their first win. This game was another game that was kind of a snooze fest. Um, the Orleans had way too many turnovers. 
What was that? I said I think I picked the Panthers to win this game. You did. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll go through the Excel sheet at the end and kind of go through the winners and whatnot of this week. But there's way too many turnovers from New Orleans. Chris Olave actually did play very well. A guy who I did want to talk about. He had over 150 yards receiving on, I think, nine receptions. That offense is good. They just need to kind of put it together. Um, CMC had over 100 yards rushing for the Panthers, which is what you need out of him. And this is a decent game for Baker, I guess. And, uh, yeah, Will, you have any comments about this game? I mean, obviously this is one of those games that, like, we didn't really see too, too much of. Um, but I was actually kind of hyped because I think I kind of expected the Panthers. Well, I said the Panthers were going to have, like, a decent week. They were going to kind of put things together. They, it didn't really look like they put too, too much together, but they did enough to beat the Saints team, who is honestly pretty questionable after, I would say, a decent week one, and then they started falling off right after that. Mm-hmm. Griff, you have any comments about the Saints versus Panthers? Um, yeah, straight up Saints folded. Um, th- this is an embarrassing loss, but at the same time, the Panthers had to win a game at some point. Why not make it a divisional opponent? Um, really, the only bright spot of this game was just the fact that Marquise Callaway came down with that ball. What an absolutely awful ball that was from Jameis Winston. Such a Jameis Winston-esque throw from himself. Um, The ground game couldn't get going for New Orleans, and if that continues to happen, they're going to be very unsuccessful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now the Carolina Panthers are tied for second in the division, which is crazy. That division might be the worst division in the NFC. Yeah, Brady sucks. We'll talk. That division's ass. Yeah, we'll get to that game in two games, but – Let's talk about the Jaguars and Chargers. Nothing happened. Game should have been canceled. It was illegal that they allowed Justin Herbert to even play in this game. He was clearly injured. The doctors on the Chargers suck. Um, This is a fluke win for the Jaguars. Don't let the Chargers face you when they're fully healthy because the Jaguars will be screwed. Honestly, I have no comment for this. It's kind of embarrassing. We've lost two games, and and it's Bounty Gate. I really think that the Chiefs hurt Justin Herbert on purpose. 100%. 100%. I'm going to say it. So they're scared because they're not good. Me. They're I mean, scared they because Justin Herbert is better than Patrick Mahomes. They 100%. are scared. They're scared. They don't want to see her. I've never seen her hurt, young so he knows on purpose. You, you, on they don't purpose. You, could tell that, you could tell that he was hurt just throwing the ball around. Like, he just didn't look like himself. I remember, like, Red Zone cut into one of his throws. And, like, I get hyped because, like, I just remember last year and the beginning of this year, every time we see Red Zone cut to a Justin Herbert throw, it's, like, an absolute dime. It's like, a he literally – it's like, yeah, it's a bomb, or it's like literally the best pass you've ever seen ever. And it just like it just like wasn't at all. I was like, what's going on? It's like, what happened to him? Yeah. So, whatever. Congrats to the Jaguars on a fraudulent win. Bunch of frauds. First place in the AFC South. Seen this game with a Jaguars fan. Yeah. Like, I don't. Whatever. Next game. Did you hear that? No. Oh, um, yeah, we can hear you now, but we I didn't hear you what you said about the Jaguars. Oh, I was just saying, I watched this game with a Jaguars fan. A Jaguars fan? Who's a Jaguars Jack. fan? I the first person I, I didn't know she was a Jaguars fan. One of my co workers after we got um done with work, um, the games were just on in the ballpark. I work at a ballpark. Um, the game was on and the Jags scored, and she like jumped out of her seat. 
And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm a Jaguars fan. It's like, what? She's like, yeah, the best year of my life was 2015. (laughs) Duval County. That's kind of random. Very random. But, I mean, in unfortunate news, Rashawn Slater is out for the season, which could impact this offense. I mean, which will impact this offensive line, unfortunately. But uh, the Chargers are fine. They'll bounce back. They always do. Next, yes. on the slate, the Bucks versus the Packers. This is a weakened Bucks offense. Um, they were missing their first three receivers on the depth chart with Mike Evans, who was suspended, Chris Godwin recovering from an injury, and Julio Jones also recovering from an injury. But with that being said, Tampa Bay, the receivers didn't do any favors to themselves. I think there was four total fumbles for Tampa Bay, which is – no help to Tom Brady. You'd never see that in the Tom Brady-led team. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a and Tom Brady looks so frustrated. He should have just stayed retired. He looks more miserable right now on that Buck sideline than he did in 2019 when things started this, this uh, tail off for that Patriots team. Yeah, no, I, I think even if they had all three of their wide receivers, they still would have lost this game. I think really would have mattered. They just, they just don't look put together at all as a team. They're an absolute mess offensively. Defensively, I mean, that's very questionable. I want to say, honestly, even though the Packers didn't really look amazing, their offense is kind of shaping up a little bit. Their wide receivers are catching balls. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball around. Is that Lou Cornette? <laughs> yeah, it, it went from Jason, it went to Jason Tatum to Lou Cornette. Oh, our number one and our number two option <laughs> on offense this year. Yeah. All right. Sorry. About Watch that. the YouTube <laughs> to see Lou Cornette on media day. Um, but yeah, no, I don't even have to say anymore. This, this game was out of the last three games we're going to talk about. This is probably the least ass game, but it's still ass. <laughs> That's right. Um, it's, I, I think this might be the best, um, game that Romeo Dobbs is going to have all year. Eight receptions, 73 yards and a touchdown. Um, left him on the bench in fantasy at 20. Didn't matter anyways. I think I put up like five points in he took a tough loss this week. Um, but yeah, I mean the Packers, in my opinion, the Bucks, when Brady play, when Brady plays frustrated, that's when he's at his worst. He's gonna be frustrated all year, and the Bucks aren't gonna be anything special. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, that's that's a normal statement. And then this is probably the, the next game on our slate. This was probably the game of the week, to be honest. Like this was probably the most competitive game with two hungry teams, the Bird Bowl. With the Seattle Seahawks and the Atlanta Falcons, um, I just wanted to get things started by saying Cordero Patterson is electric. I love Cordero Patterson, and he he was getting like a lot of doubt heading into this year, saying, "Oh, people aren't gonna, he's not gonna be as utilized." No, he's utilized. He's utilized a lot as a running back. And shout out to uh, the Seattle, or I'm sorry, shout out to the Atlanta Falcons for utilizing Cordero Patterson in his second year there. No, you're right. And it's like, I hope my Wi-Fi doesn't mess up because my Wi-Fi has been horrendous. But um, 
you're right. Cordero Patterson, there was a lot of doubt on what his role would be this year because, you know, they used him in the return game. They used him in the slot. And then here and there he would get touches. They just straight up made him the running back one on this team, and he's been amazing. Like, he's been awesome. He had 140 yards on the ground. Um, what I want to say on the Seahawks side was this was a great loss. You know, we're tanking right now, but we put up 23 points. We lost to the Falcons, which was like a team that we could beat. This is a pretty even matchup in my opinion. Um, good loss. I'm going to say it's a good loss. I'm glad that we lost this game. Bryce Young. Exactly. That's all I have. That's all I have. It was a good loss. We're tanking. Um, all right. Another random news thing that I just got a notification for on Twitter. Steve Smith Sr. and Coley Mick now have a podcast together. I, that that came out of nowhere. But anyways, back to the NFL Sunday slate. The, the This sucks, too. The Rams and the Cardinals. The Cardinals suck. Worst team in the NFL. Kyler Murray is the worst quarterback in the NFL. This is such a terrible game. I mean, both teams played sloppy. Was, the score is 20-12. to 12, But it wasn't a good 20-12. to 12. It was really 20-9. to 9. But the Cardinals hit a field goal to make it a one-possession game with like a minute left. Didn't recover the onside kick. I mean, do you guys have any comments on this game? Teams suck. Both teams are ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, um, it was double XP weekend in COD. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be double. It was. Pretty, I'm pretty sure they're going to just have double XP weekend every weekend in Call of Duty because Kyler Murray sucks. and He's going to suck for the rest of the year. I hate him. Next, the game of the week, Sunday Night Football. It was a high-scoring baseball game, 11-10. to 10, The Denver Broncos pull it off. So fucking bad. That was the worst football game I think I've ever watched. And it wasn't even like a defensive slugfest. It was just both offenses were horrendous. This game was terrible. Like, it was actually nothing short of terrible. It was probably – Horrendous. I don't even think there's like a word for how bad this game actually was. Honestly, I think the worst part of the game was actually the end of the game. The worst three, four plays in a row I think I've ever seen. And then the post-game interview, on-field interview with Russ, he basically like, I'm not going to quote whatever he said because I honestly couldn't tell you. But like basically what he said was, I played like shit. The defense saved my ass. That's pretty much what he said. And he did play like shit, and the defense saved his ass. But, like, do we really want, like, as the Broncos getting there, is this the, oh, no, this isn't their first win. Is it their first win? No, they won last week against Texas. Oh, yeah. Another shitty they did. game. Yeah, okay. Well, the, I don't know. I hate the Broncos. I hate their coach. I don't like Russ. This team sucks. Yeah. They're, and and, and Ru- the 49ers Russ- were nothing special with Garoppolo either, which no. honestly we've been known to say that the Garoppolo won't win your game, but he won't lose your game. In oh. fact, I really think he lost the game. He literally did by stepping out of the back of the end zone. They lost by one point. That was, this was my Dan Orlovsky. So bad. It, it, this was an atrocious game. Um, the Broncos suck. Like, I, you can't say sorry for being 2-1 like PMT said, like they say on PMT, but – this team's awful. They're awful to watch. They have nothing going for them. Russell Wilson can't even make throws. Geno Russ Smith, stinks. Geno Smith is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson right now. Yes. I have he no is. problem saying that. He's still playing like he has that thumb injury from last year. Yeah, because no, he's, he's thumbing his ass every single he got No, yeah, he got hurt once, so now he's just scared to play football. He's, he's so corny, he's childish, and he's a loser. He's not a winner. I've been trying to say this. He got carried by his defense the – 
two times we went to the Super Bowl. The one time we won it. The, when we won the Super Bowl, we had the greatest defense of all time. Literally of all, all time. And I don't care about the steel curtain. I'm not debating today. That was the greatest defense of all time. I think I think that's why we won that Super Bowl. Russell Wilson sucks. I think the argument that that oh, yeah. Seahawks 2013 defense is the best of all time is being solidified with how bad Russell Wilson has been ever since. And yeah. um, he's a guy who everyone's like, oh, he's, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, yet he has nothing really to show for it. And we're seeing that now out of this Pete Carroll offense, he struggles bad. And Nathaniel Hackett is a bad coach. Jerry Judy sucks. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, they have talent on offense, it seems, but they don't really do anything. And when you lose the game 10 to 11, it's ugly. It's, I mean, when you win a game 10 and 11, I like how we're talking about the Broncos as if they lost. They basically did. They should have lost. That was an atrocious. The NFL should pay us for watching that game. That was so bad. And there's like, I want to look at the Broncos' schedule ahead because we were talking about this last night that they have a lot of primetime games coming up, and I don't want to watch any of them. I was actually going to say, I know we'll talk about this on the next episode, but, like, who let the Saints play in London next week? Yeah, it's like – Against the Vikings. Like, we're going to watch Jameis throw another five picks in London. Yeah, 10 a.m. And I cannot wait for three weeks from now when our Chargers absolutely annihilate the Broncos on Sunday Night Football. That is going to be awesome, and it's going to be boring because the Chargers starters are going to be out at halftime because of the score difference or the difference. And another game that's technically prime time, Broncos and Jaguars in London on October 30th. Lord. Um, another primetime game, Chiefs and Broncos. It's another ugly game. So there's way too, the Broncos have way too many primetime games, and they probably will win five games this year. They're like the Lakers of the NFL. Yeah. Even worse. I'd rather watch the Lakers like than, a, than the Broncos. At least the Lakers like are funny when they lose. But the, the Broncos are just not funny. They just ruin my night. That's all they do. Just be mean and ruin my night. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, then we have Monday Night Football. We have the Giants and the Cowboys tonight. Mm-hmm. Should be an interesting. Yeah, game. it's, it's a whiteout. Whiteout. I mean, yeah, you didn't know that. Giants Twitter saying know. it's a whiteout. So I didn't know that. No. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a whiteout. They're wearing the all white throwback uniforms, and the entire stadium is going to be wearing white. I like that. Okay, so that's actually cool. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm going to stick with my Cowboys, though. Um, I like the over. I do too. I mean, Griff kind of cut out there, but I don't I really agree. care what happens in this game. I just need Saquon to drop at least like ten to fifteen. Just because points. It's- yeah, I also need Tony Pollard and CD Lamb to combine for over one point five. Hopefully, that happens. Yeah, I need I need ten points for my boy Saquon, and I'll like to be three and zero in fantasy. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, all right, Griff seems as if he's back. And um, Griff, you want to talk about lock of the week? Can you, Griff? <laughs> doesn't seem as if he can hear us. 
But I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Every there we single go. time I talk, my Wi-Fi goes out. <laughs> We're on to lock of the week. If you want to talk about your your lock. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, zero and two. Uh, I'm gonna say this as quickly as possible before my Wi-Fi just goes out again because every time I speak, I, I'm they're just going against me today. But I uh, started off zero and two. I told you guys I was gonna send you guys a heater. That's exactly what I did. When I tell you I'm gonna deliver, I will deliver. That's what I did. Um, I'm no longer solely in last place. Um, not a bad thing that you're with me, Stav. But I just needed that for my own mentals. Um, we're back. I'm back. Yeah, Love well, congrats on first place right now. And yeah, remember, boys, lock of the week. Don't lose next week. No, lock of the week means that Will buys a jersey. Remember, that's the, <laughs> that's the outcome. If whatever happens in lock of the week, Will is getting a jersey. And I also want to talk about the percentages overall from our predictions from week three. Griff on a heater right now. Bounce back. For the, for the right out or for the straight up winner. Griff is 100% going to win this week. Bounce back. Unless we – no, I'm sorry. I, I just jinxed you, Griff. No, 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 no. No, I'm, no I apologize. We all I'm have winning. We all have Me. Dallas. Yeah, you won. We all have Dallas tonight. So if Dallas wins, Griff will be at – I just want to see the, the percentages. So you'll be 9 out of 16. You'll be 56% if Dang. the the Dallas Cowboys win. However – as of right now, you are 53%, which is awesome. Congratulations. And uh, Will and I are tied at 47%, so Will and I will be tied after this week. However, for over-unders, it's a different story. I won over-unders, me, with 40%. Will with 33%. As of right now, we still have tonight. And Griff with a, a measly 20%. So. You didn't need to throw measly in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to get all the moral victories I can because my block of the week didn't hit. And I went under 50% for the first time all season. I'm going to come back and guarantee that I'm getting at least 35%. Um, you know, we kind of threw it in last minute in the last episode. I'm going to be ready to go. I'm oh, yeah. Be ready. 100%. And so, for just our next episode. Instead of just doing straight up money line, we kind of talked about it last episode, just like in the middle of it, we were planning. We're gonna do spread. So we're gonna do spread and we're gonna do over under, which is gonna be electric. This is like we're not a gambling show, but this is like peak. This is a gambling show. It's a gambling yeah. show without actually putting money on it. Except um, I do want to say, even though I went 20, um, 20% my over under, my like real lock of the week, the only bet that I actually placed this weekend, other than Philadelphia Eagles minus six and a half, because obviously that was the lock of the century. Um, was the under in Sunday Night Football. I was positive. I was positive this week. I made money. I I wasn't. I got smoked this week again. We love to see You're betting again? Well, my roommate and I split some things. Okay. All right. That's that's fair. I'm not solely doing it. It's some stupid stuff, too. Like, if if I, like, took another five minutes to think about it, I wouldn't bet it. But this was so... I've been doing like, okay, I think this team's going to win, so I take the other team, and I've been hitting. So we want to know what's crazy. I was just like peeking around on the site, and a parlay of Jimmy G anytime rushing touchdown and Russell Wilson anytime uh, rushing touchdown, $7 to win 1000 So I, I I had to do that. And it didn't happen. Not even close. <laughs> I don't think they had yeah, like I mean, any rushing attempts. The score was 11 to 10. 
Yeah. Game was terrible in general. And but I had yeah. George Pickens anytime touchdown on Thursday night, too. I did, too. I did, too. I mean, I, I actually thought it, for a second, I thought it was a lock. It was plus 500. Yeah. I thought it was a lock. I, was I loved happy. the odds. I was happy. I think we got it at a good, I think we got it at good enough odds where it was like we lost it, but it's not a bad loss because it's like you got to take those chances. Mm. So I'm not mad about that play. But um, I think that's going to wrap up this episode, right? Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you, Stav and Will, for carrying this episode. I'm going to go into an absolute war against my Wi-Fi router right now. We will catch you guys for our predictions. We hope you guys enjoyed. Peace. 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 Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone.